Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We took off last week, didn't we? We did, and we rarely yeah. do that. I think in the five, six years that you and I have been doing this together, I think it's closer to seven, actually, we probably missed like three weeks yeah. <laughs> the yeah. entire time. It's so rare. But we have two shows this oh, week. Oh, we have two so shows. Yeah, so we're doubling up this it's week. All good. So it, it all comes out in the end. That's um, right. But uh, yeah, we're back. We're back this week. Last week was some family, some traveling, some other stuff like that. But so you're back. You're back in town. I'm I'm back in Northern California right now, and All right. Uh, you know, quickly catching up to everything. It's a challenge juggling family, but family comes sure first. That's right. Always. Um, so before we get into this week's guest, which is all about the topic of success, just a quick shout out and thank you to Bruce and Hypebot and everybody at Bands in Town for all you do to continue to support us. Yep. And of course, to DiscMakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig or online, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. It's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of promotion. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So head over to DiscMakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. So this week, it's all about success. It is. We're talking to Joel Andrew, who is the president of CD Baby. And we talk about CD Baby quite a bit. Um, but he recently wrote an op-ed for Billboard, and it really resonated with the, the two of us about what is success? Well, why do we measure our success on these high numbers from these huge artists? You can have success on your own terms. Yeah, success can be measured in so many different ways, and we have an incredible discussion this week, so let it roll. Today, we're joined by CD Baby President Joel Andrew. Joel, so good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you both. I, uh, I've been thinking about you uh, a lot this last week because... Um, I was reading your piece in Billboard, and it, the headline, for those who haven't seen it, is why are we still measuring artist success with a major label yardstick? And I got to tell you, I highlighted the hell out of this. You know, we're going to talk about it, you know, in your morning coffee. And I, I am just uh, I'm blown away by this because it's something that we talk about all the time. Michael and I talk about it. My business partner and I talk about it. And I'd love to kind of dig in a little bit to that to kick this off because I feel like people get lazy and they want to go, they want to know like, what's your social footprint, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Okay. They want to know like, well, how many streams are you getting on, you know, the DSPs and there's so much independent music out there that hasn't hit that level yet, but it should still be considered for 
you know, booking a tour or for sync licensing or for a, a million things. Right. What, what prompted you to write this piece? Gosh, uh, good question. The main prompt was for uh, working at CD Baby for the last 18 years. Finally, somebody just had to say it. It's what we talk about at CD Baby all the time. So for the listeners who maybe don't know what CD Baby is, CD Baby, if the you know four of us were to start, or you know, assuming there's one listener joining our <laughs> band, uh, there's four of us, we're going to start a band. We're going to, how are we going to get our music that we're recording in our basement or garage up to places like Spotify? You would use a company like CD Baby or one of our competitors to get it up there. That's the main uh, service that we provide. We do a lot more, but that's the main bit. And before streaming, we were focused on the download side starting in 2003, before downloads, we've been around since 1998. We're called CD Baby because we are the first uh, independent retailer of music or CDs on the internet. So back in the day. So we've been around for forever. It's been in our ethos, in our DNA. We talk to artists all day, every day mm-hmm. about this is the most important thing to them. This is arguably the most expressive work that they've done, the, uh, the most significant expressive thing they've done in the last year and you know to the world you know it's it's not hitting these huge numbers yet uh it's not the the you know top 40 uh maybe not everybody in the world knows this name it's not a household name yet but it's still super important to the creator and so we always treat it with the due respect that that's owed uh we know that this is magic this is personhood we treat it that way this isn't just bits of data on the internet so we treat our artists like that. Uh, it's important because it's their expression and we want them to continue making music, but the industry doesn't validate it in the same way because it doesn't hit these metrics. So there's just kind of this disconnect. And then CD Baby, because we are large enough and we have a voice and we can get things published in Billboard, we thought we should just tell everybody this. Uh, what really resonates for independent musicians is what we've been work, what we've been hearing from them and telling them and sharing with them for the last twenty something years. Let's just tell everybody else that this is actually what it's about. Uh, if you're an independent musician, you get to define what success could mean for you. It doesn't have to be that global superstardom, though. We're all aspirational, and I'll quit my job the minute I get an opportunity to go do it. Uh, but. I'm interested in something else. I'm interested in continuing to keep my bar band going, uh, to continue doing that while having responsibilities of family and life and career and all those sorts of things. That's success for me. That's huge for me. So let's start talking about independent music that way. Again, we've been talking about it at CD Baby internally for forever. Let's start telling musicians the same thing. Let's get a big, we have a bigger audience. Let's start telling those. So that was the real yeah, you know, as, as Jay said, we've always talked about this. And and I feel like one of the first problems is if you ask an artist, well, what's your measure for success on this campaign? The vast majority of them never even gave that a thought. So they, they don't know what they want to achieve. But then by asking them, it seems like the common fallback is, Oh, I just want to make a lot of money so I don't have to have my day job. Oh, I want a gold album on my wall. Oh, I want to get a six-week tour, which are the old sort of standards that were out there for decades. And my personal feeling is 
when it comes to success, as you just stated, Jeff, um, or Joel, excuse me, um, you set your own, you set your own metric for success. Love that. And, and, you know, a lot of people come to me like, Mike, what's you, what's, what do you think is successful for your podcast? I'm like, well, if I measure it against Joe Rogan, <laughs> I'm going to fail. I will forever fail. I will never succeed. But I like to sit here and tell myself and clients, measure yourself against what you've already done. You know, what was your last album? What was your last single? What was your last tour? Can you do better than that? Because, you know, we're not, let's be honest, the vast majority of the people out there are never going to do better than Taylor Swift. Yeah. And if that's your goal for success, I promise you right now you're failing. Yeah. You will it's never hard. succeed. It's hard. And, and that's the bummer is um, I don't. So I, I grew up playing sports. I get the idea of I wanted gold rings. Uh, that was important to me. And I needed to be challenged in a competitive environment in order to push myself to the next level. But art and personhood, your expression is different from my perspective than what the kind of natural things that has to happen in, in, through com competitive sport. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, it, yeah, you need those, you need to be challenged. I also need to be around bet, uh, bass players who are better than I am. That is uh, one of the things that I kind of heard you saying was that growth is important to you, that you want to continue to grow on your next project or your next podcast, whatever these pieces are. For me, it was, I wanted to be the best bass player that I could possibly be. So I needed to be around other bass players who were better than me that were doing really cool stuff or newer to bass who are trying things in a different way because I was kind of already locked in how you had to do, to do things. But these are our definitions of how we want to improve ourselves, go after these things, but we yeah. tell ourselves these things. But what's a bummer to me and some of what Jay was saying a little bit was it still happens to the artist because of our, the way our system works, the way our industry mm -hmm. works. So yeah. it's not like you have this vacuum and if you don't have a mission, then you're just going to, I guess, do something or figure it out, but you're inundated from music industry and professionals and successful artists and the people that you have to listen to when you're growing up, unless you grew up in some sort of like punk hippie commune that all played like Django covers you know, around the campfire, and that was the only music you knew, you're inundated by the major label concept of you, the top 40, you have to be successful. So for me, I was in punk rock bands in the 90s. My first bands were punk rock bands. And all I wanted to do was get signed and, and be owned by the labels yeah. that I was trying to rage against. And so that was because I didn't know what success was. I was around punk rocks who were like, this doesn't make sense. Think of what your own things should be. But I was still like, well, I want to be successful and I don't know what it is to be an artist and to be successful. So I'm just going to look around and the majors want me to believe that, that that's what successful is, that, yeah. that I'm insignificant unless I achieve those things, because then I come to the negotiation table uh, willing to do whatever they want me to do. I'm a Absolutely. little bit of a struggle theorist. Uh, yeah. And hence why I love being a CD baby, but yeah, it, it's going to happen. It's happening uh, passively, aggressively, but yeah. still passively, whether we're uh, thinking about it or not. And then yeah. also the problem to me is if 
if you don't define your own success and you do think that Taylor Swift is being at that echelon is the only thing that's going to provide validation of your art. That's a really depressing uh, existence. You, you were one of the fortunate few in the world uh, who not only is a musician, but is actually doing it. And you have an opportunity to be expressive in your community and your family and your career, all these different things. And then you're going to feel failure for that because you're not, you didn't win the lottery like other people did. And so then you stop. So this is the big one for me is my little anecdote is in probably my mid twenties, I had a lot of musicians. Most of my friends were musicians. That was a community that I grew up in. In my mid twenties, they started stopping playing music because they, you know, life comes at you fast, uh, career, family obligations. And uh, they thought, you know, I'm never going to be that successful. So I give up because I'm not going to achieve my dreams. And so they were the best guitar players, the best drummers, some of the best musicians that I ever knew far better than I will ever be. And they gave it up in their mid twenties to, and it's still happening into their mid thirties. I, uh, it's, you know, it's a little bit different as you get older, but mid thirties, mid twenties, my friends who were the best musicians that I ever was around stopped playing music because they didn't define their own concepts of, of success or the concepts of success that they did define were untenable right. or That's it, sad. unreasonable. Yeah. And so now what their family doesn't get this fantastic musician who's playing music at home, sure. this career professional who is, is less creative and expressive is going to be frustrated because they're not playing music. Like this is real societal systemic issues, not just, you know, can you be a successful musician or not? It's like, well, I think, I think Joel, you know, the, the industry is actually, I think, uh, and, and looking at that, that piece kind of reinforced this with me, we're, we're making some changes as an industry and there's a movement going and it's really exciting. And, and I'll just rattle off a few things. Cause I'd love to get your opinion on it because I'm seeing artists succeed at things like Twitch making a good um, a good living on Twitch. TikTok is interesting for certain genres and, and artists. You know, Patreon, OnlyFans, you know, the cameo slash thrills.co UK. You know, it, to me, it comes down to what your goals are. And they don't have to be those lofty goals because I believe that music is who you are, not what you do. Um, I consider myself a musician, even though I don't tour anymore. Um, I have a couple of dogs and they like my early stuff, you know, before I went electric and sold out. But I will yeah. tell you that when I work with jazz artists, their goals are typically accolades. They want a Grammy. They want to be on jazz is downbeat, you know, those kinds of things. Then you work with maybe some of your singer songwriter folks and they want success to them is maybe a sync license. It may be, you know, so it's okay to have your own individual goals. And and the last thing I kind of want to touch on to get your opinion about is, you know, the old article, I forget the person who wrote it that basically said, you know, you just need a thousand fans that are going to, you know, be your true hardcore fans. What do you think about all of those different channels and platforms and things today? Yeah. What do you want? Uh, I remember an era when, and it's still around, but there was an era where the only way that you were going to, so 
if you wanted to be a successful musician or if you wanted to be a famous musician or you wanted the accolades of fans and to be recognized, you had to, you had to focus so purely on your craft to get there because uh, only very few people could actually do it. Yeah. Uh, you had to be so focused on your craft. You had to be very lucky and fortunate, but you had to devote your entire life to that. And these are these, we read these, uh, these biographies from musicians from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. They destroyed their lives to get to the success that I always dreamed of. But they gave up on their families, their, op- their careers them- themselves. They have to be this crazy character that they never really were. Because that's the, you had to be so focused and devoted on that just to get, yeah, a, a handful of fans around the world that still come out to your conferences that you played as your post-retirement age or whatever these things are. But that immediacy is uh, was not available then, but it's available now, and that's where the digital the digital tools, the digital technology makes it available that you had to devote yourself to maybe get a hundred fans, 200 fans, thousand fans around the world. Now through TikTok, uh, we have uh, people who are hitting 500 million or 5 million subscribers on uh, YouTube from their, from their bedroom uh, as teenagers and their parents don't even know. So this thing of like what you have to <laughs> do to devote yourself to, to get access to a fan and to get that immediacy is just very, very, very different. Yeah. But we still have this input by the, the, the very hyper successful artists and labels. Uh, labels are packaging and marketing their message, which is you have to be this good in order to be this successful. But yeah, you can get a 5 million active people who are looking forward to the next time you release something, which is going to be weekly. Like that's just... Uh, yeah. mind-boggling that it's so quick but that uh, my um, one of the most important things that happened to me during the pandemic was I went camping with maybe four fr- friends and then there were maybe there were maybe 10 of us total that were about friends of friends people I didn't know we were sitting around the campfire and one of them said to me randomly hey I was listening to your old band uh, on Spotify uh, man I never realized that you know, the songwriting was this good, the bass playing, which is what I was providing was like this part where you did this, not just like, I was in the midst of pressure and grind and all these different things around pandemic. And then somebody just said, somebody that who's a friend of a friend, not even like some random stranger, but a friend of a friend was like, that was really good. That lifted my spirit for like a month and a half. And I'm still talking about it. Like that was so powerful to just have one person say, Hey, what you did was really cool. And when you put your heart and soul into it, that really connected with me. That's success. <laughs> That's it. And, and so, what you, again, what you had to do back in the day to get there was you had to grind so hard and make so many sacrifices. And now we have this generation fortunately coming in, questioning a couple of generations now, really questioning that mindset with these digital tools in hand and going, I get that with 5 million people a week, Joel. Uh, what, is, what are you talking about? Uh, and, and so it, it's, um, it's just crazy that these pieces, it's not just about money and you can make a lot of money off of Twitch and you can definitely make a lot of money off of TikTok. But what I uh, really like are these uh, experiences where artists and creators are expressing or sharing stories about how people out of nowhere are reaching out to, to me. Uh, and these are people with, 
200 or 20 followers, you know, not even 5 million. So it's just, yeah, it, uh, it's shifting. It's getting back to this uh, immediacy of interaction with, with their fan. And yeah, uh, your fan wants to know, wants to connect with you more than just listening to your music. They want to watch you do reviews on what you think is the best food from Taco Bell. Like the engagement, like I would love to have known what Freddie Mercury's favorite Taco Bell, you know, item would be or something like that. Like that would be really cool to me. And now you get that with anybody that you actually kind of connect with on a creative or artistic level. You can learn more about what they care about, what their life is. You can just watch them watch Netflix while you watch Netflix, all these different things. It's pretty fun and novel, but still gets back to, can you connect with a fan and does your fan make you feel really good because that happened? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned with, you know, there's obviously there's legitimate people seeing success with numbers of followers, whether it's Twitch on TikTok, YouTube views, whatever that have worked and legitimately achieved those results. But for the new artists coming along and they see that, they're like, well, gee, I guess the magic for success is I got to hit a million plays. So that brings us down that rabbit hole, which we also talk about almost weekly. Well, then I'm just going to go buy my 1 million streams because then I'm a success. I'm going to buy my followers. And, you know, that's the problem with success being measured as a pure number in our industry. Almost every one of those numbers can be faked, can be purchased, can, you know, somebody's gamed the system. If you're willing yeah. to give them 150 bucks, they'll give you the numbers you want and you can just keep buying and buying and buying and buying. And, you know, so that to me, that's my concern is when the success is seen tied to a number that that number can unfortunately be purchased somewhere. You're not succeeding. And, and as we've all said many times over, you're actually knocking yourself down the pole a few notches just by doing that. And it's going to be even harder to succeed because now you've polluted your world with a million yeah. fake accounts. Right. Yeah, and nobody's going to want to touch you. Uh, right, right. So if CD Baby or any of our direct competitors find out that you're gaming the system, uh, we will do everything that we can to make sure that you're not polluting the world for all the artists who are successfully reaching these yeah. things. Uh, yeah. we, CD Baby has a huge commitment to being a part of the ecosystem, not just a source of content. So yeah, we have a lot of uh, quality assurance and quality control pieces in place to make sure that we, we actually have a, you know, there was a punk rock drummer who wanted to start looking a little bit more into some of these kind of issues that we were, the, what we refer to as fraud or streaming abuse. Uh, he, I think he was always kind of uh, looking for the angle or the, the hustle, uh, just the way his brain's wired. But yeah, uh, now he has, he's a certified like private investigator who works for us. Now, uh, like you work through all these things because we care very much about him investigating these people and making sure that we don't touch them with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. And if I can share appropriately with our competitors that like, hey, these people are bad for the industry because it's throwing everything off. It's, it's yeah. untrue. And Spotify cares, YouTube cares, everybody cares. 
So yeah. don't, <laughs> yeah, don't well, do that. You, you hit one word there uh, a few moments ago that really resonates with us and that's engagement. It's cool, you know, to look at these numbers. And again, like Todd Snyder saying, you know, everybody wants the most they can possibly get for the least they can possibly do. People are lazy. They just want to look up um, some numbers and then they, they know what's going on. But it's not about the numbers. It's about the engagement. And if you can have real engagement, and it doesn't matter if that's five people, 5,000, 50,000, that's where the magic happens when you have that relationship with your fans. And that's why I think that with CD Baby and all of the great stuff that you do for indie artists, it, it all comes back to engagement for me. So having said that, how, how does CD Baby work with artists, managers, labels to help guide them in best practices or how to increase their engagement or just to help, you know, educate them as a community? Yeah. So uh, great question. The, the background of CD Baby was we were just trying to help artists sell their music and monetize their content and continue to be heard. Uh, and through that process, um, we used to send people's email addresses once they would buy a CD, the customer, we would take the customer's email address. We told the customer we would do this and then we'd forward it on to the artist back in the early dot-com era. That was really novel. Now you can look at your Spotify for artists account and you can see where your you know, song is being streamed by the playlist and what town and all these different things. So back in the day, we started sending these emails and then artists would ask us, hey, when what should I do about this email address? Should I email them? When should I email them? And we just said, oh, wait two weeks, follow up with them and just send a personal note that says, hey, this means a lot to me that you would buy my CD. Thanks, thanks so much. And through that experience, we learned that we had a platform with our artists to basically uh, empower them, educate them, train them on how to engage. So they're really good musicians and they focus on their craft, let us focus on the business side. The parallel is I'm the bass player. I always had time. I was in and out of the studio. So I was on the laptop or on my phone doing the biz side. So it makes a lot of sense to me that you need it as a creative, you need a partner who's going to do all the biz pieces, watching out for those things. Maybe we really needed a manager, which is why we didn't hit that next level, but <laughs> whatever. So CD Baby knows that we have this platform, knows that we have this audience that wants this information. And then also we noticed that when we help our artists be more successful, it helps us be more successful as a business. When our artists do better, we all do better. That's just our ethos. And so we put a lot of time and effort and uh, uh, resources, including cash, into our DIY musician blog, uh, where we publish uh, very consistently information, tips, uh, how-tos, uh, get started motivational pieces about what you should probably know as an independent musician who's only focusing on your craft. Some artists uh, find it a little light. Some artists find it a little intense, uh, but there's definitely the right balance of information on the DIY musician blog. Through that, we also have our podcast, DIY musician podcast, uh, yeah. similar format to this. We just kind of talk to, talk to artists, we're musicians, we talk about our experiences. And we also have our DIY musician uh, conference, which it's going to be virtual this year again because of the pandemic but next year our plan is to be in austin in person in august so uh, we just find that it 
it, it aligns with our ethos and DNA to just try to help artists, especially because we know this stuff. And we get to talk to pros like you two and say like, well, what can we kind of take away from this conversation? What's stuff that we haven't thought about? Let's maybe write an article in our, in our blog about this. We have access to a lot of people that our artists don't. We have resources to be able to publish it. Let's do it. So it's in our ethos and DNA. It feels right. But then also it's a fantastic business move because again, when our artists succeed, we all do better. Uh, you know, so let's help them get there. Let's make sure they know what tools are proper. So a big one for us was we published uh, earlier this year, a pie chart of all the revenues from all of our partners. And the, what I really want our artists to do is to look at it and go, hey, I'm probably you know a small part of this Spotify piece, but look at all these artists making money off of Amazon or off of YouTube or off of Deezer or whatever it is and go, I don't have a strategy for my uh, TikTok engagement. I should probably come up with something because clear what it reminded me of was uh, sitting in the green room uh, as an opener for a bigger band. I would always ask like, hey, where are you, what towns are you killing it in? What's, you know, like, should I go to Fargo? Should I, you know, what do you think about Fargo? And they're like, ah, it's the best audience we've ever seen. You got to go there. That, you know, that sort of artist to artist friendly advice helped us be so much more successful in what we were trying to achieve. Yeah. So yeah, look on pie charts like that. CD Baby is very open and upfront with the type of information that we provide. So look on that chart and go, I'm not making, try to, uh, maybe you don't, maybe you shouldn't be at YouTube or maybe you shouldn't be at Spotify. You have a different plan, but at least recognize that artists are making money elsewhere. That's just an example of how we're yeah. trying to empower artists with more information so that way they can see that they can kind of look elsewhere than just simply what they've been focused on historically. Yeah. I love the blog, love the podcast, love, love the conference, all of the above. W what I love about it is it's, it's really kind of Mike's uh, and my mission is, is to help kind of educate people and share our experience with them. It's not a cookie cutter approach, as you know, just because one person has a certain path, you know, that's why a marketing plan has to be different for every single artist, every single release, right? And we always say a playlist is not a marketing plan. But, you know, having, having said that in my caffeinated rant, tell, tell our, our viewers and listeners, where can they learn more about, about you, about CD Baby? How can they get involved? How can they release music through you? Yeah. So number one, just cdbaby.com and you will have access to basically everything we do from there. We'll have link outs to our blog. We'll have link outs to our podcast. You can also create an account. And once you're, you have an account with us, which is free, the account is free. If you want to use some of the tools like distribution, that's when the fees start kicking in, but you can create an account uh, and you can access um, something that's really powerful is our help center you know, it was initially set up for just kind of like, uh, I have a question. I don't necessarily need to call in for it. I'm just going to find something there. But we see crazy traffic to our help center because there's a lot of information about here's how you do this with YouTube. Here's how you do this with Spotify. So it's not just blog articles, but there's gotcha. actual how-to FAQs that a million artists are asking us. So we put all their answers in there. So head to cdbaby.com. If you want to use distribution, if that's what you need, go for it as well. But really... From there, you can see, you can learn a lot about the industry. Uh, we also have some other tools here now, uh, .com. You can sign up for kind of like a very 
uh, a much more intelligent smart links option where you can do more than some of the other link tree opportunities that are out there. But here now oh, cool. we also have show.co, which is like a sure. artist promo mm-hmm. pieces where you can do pre ads and pre saves, let alone kind of create a, a digital ad campaign. If you've never done that, it's a very safe place, 50 bucks, 20 bucks or 200 bucks. will actually get you yeah. the results you're looking for instead of just going to Google ads or Facebook ads. Love um, that. So yeah, just start, Website is the number one place to go. The other one is, uh, since it's July, uh, I'd recommend that artists sign up for our free DIY musician conference. Uh, if you head to cdbaby.com or our website, diymusician.com, you'll see links to our conference. So it's free this year because it's all digital. Next year, uh, it will go up to the astounding price of $99 for three oh. days of professionals. I, I love hearing that it's affordable like that. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> this is for users. This oh. is for creators. And yeah. Artists, I've been, like, I mean, we've all, we, we, we've all been to so many music conventions where you're like the admission is $750 and I'm like, what right. DIY cool. artist has $750 exactly. just sitting around to go hang out at a convention for the day or the weekend? Yeah. This is what's so cool because CD Baby works at scale. It, I, I don't fault our competitors or others in the space who do that because it's it costs a lot. But what's nice about CD Baby working with the number of artists that we work with, again, if we help our artists be successful, it helps every, it makes everything better for everyone. That's right. And it only it sure really works at scale. Uh, when you're a small owner operator, maybe a 20 person shop or something like that, I understand you have to. So I don't fault them for trying to make uh, sustainable business moves, but CD Baby is in an awesome place that we can go. Like we actually lose money every year on our conference just because it helps that, you know, 1500, 2000 artists be more successful in their careers. And that again, benefits helps you. Well, I'll be there and and wrap and circling this all back to the topic that alone is how you guys define success for your conference Mm -hmm. versus how somebody else might define success. And, and, and all that says is just because this tactic worked for somebody else to succeed doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Everybody's got their individual needs, That's right. requirements, and goals. And, and again, I'm just going to go back to don't get so caught up in just duplicating what somebody else did. You've got to better yourself. You've got to grow. You've got to improve. And that means your goals for success have to be unique to you. Yeah. If I could yeah. give a quick anecdote. I, I- sure. I think uh, I'm glad to hear how you guys are talking about it because it very much resonates with what we're about. Here's an example of what I would, um, again, I grew up in this stuff. We talk about this sort of thing all the time at CD Baby. It's just starting to be time that we're like, we got to get this message out there. Not enough art. We haven't learned, not enough artists are speaking about this, aware of this industry isn't embracing it in the right way. Because I grew up in this uh this self-defined success piece. I was in a band for a number of years that our goal was just to get as many hotel gigs as possible. So we wanted to play the, the you know, if there was a, a hotel anywhere within the next state or two, we'd like to book there and play for the weekend. And what was nice was there were six of us in the band and then six partners and a couple of kids. Uh, we all got along really well. And so what we would do is we would only book shows at hotels 
if they would put a, the 12 of us and some kids up for the weekend. So it was just rock and roll vacation every weekend that we'd go out and go do. We never made any money off of that project whatsoever, but we would drive home every Sunday night more fulfilled than some of the hugest, the biggest yep, festivals that sure. I've ever played in my life. That's so I was with my buddies, I, no cash in pocket, but I didn't have to pay for the hotel. So right. that had nothing to do with followers. That had nothing to do with cash. It was purely immediately about the hanging out with my buddies that I very much care about. And maybe the 40 or a hundred people that were, you know, buying overpriced wine in a foyer or a hotel, but that's just, that was a different approach. And what I'm really looking forward to for the next year or so is just promoting more stories like that. So uh, Mike J uh, let me know of stories you hear of other bands, other artists who are, feeling more fulfilled or immediately fulfilled from their projects than simply trying to make cash yeah. or feeling validated or again, staying in their bar band, even though their family's saying, maybe that's not your number one priority, but you're still doing it because it's important yeah. to you. Yeah. So more of those stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, I, as we wrap here, I, I do want to encourage people to read your, your bill, billboard guest column that hit yesterday. Why are we still measuring artist success with a major label yardstick? It really resonated with me, Joel. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we will definitely talk again soon. Cool. Looking Thank forward you, to it. Joel. Thanks so much for having me. Take Total care. Blast. All right. Thank you. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. That that topic of success is is straight to both of our hearts. Near I mean, and dear to our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, you need to. How do I phrase this? Because not everything you do is going to succeed. Most stuff you do is not going to succeed. And it's it depends, get, like to your point, what is success? Well, what is success? So you've at least got to think about what do you want to do with this single or this EP or this album, and and. Be realistic about that again. I mean, I think I've shared the story maybe a long time ago. I had a client years ago who, you know, they wanted to be reviewed in Rolling Stone. And I was just like, you're a local North Bay, San Francisco band. Rolling Stone doesn't care, does not care. So Why by that, they? I mean, you know. And, and, and frankly, you know, a review in Rolling Stone isn't going to do anything for your career like it did 40 years ago. So be realistic in those goals. Maybe the goal that would be more realistic is to get the local newspaper in San Francisco to write a review about you, as exactly. opposed to thinking yep. Rolling Stone will write a review about you. So, you know, to sit here and go, well, I want to sell 10,000 CDs. That's not realistic in this day and age, people. It just isn't. You know, you're you're yeah. you've got to be realistic about what you're gonna sell. And frankly, I tell all my clients right up front, if your goal is to to make money selling music, it's gonna be pretty difficult and impossible to do. You've got we to say that all the time, Mike. It's like if you're looking for ROI, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. I, 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 I probably have shared this before, but I remember in the, and this holds true now in the late eighties, I was working with an unsigned metal band out of Chicago 
and um, Atlantic Records. And I want to say it might have even been Jason Flom when he was at Atlantic at the time. Mm -hmm. um, got it. He said, you know, I like this. We'll come out and see the guys do a showcase. But he goes, you know, the re reality here is, Mike, take all the money these guys are going to spend on getting signed and go buy as many lottery tickets as you can. Cause you've got a better chance becoming I rich and famous buying lottery tickets than you will ever being in a band getting signed and then becoming successful after being signed. I mean, the, it, it's funny yesterday I was just talking to, um, again, this is 70 uh, late eighties. Um, there was a band, a uh, big band out of the Philadelphia area called T's. And they went on, changed their name to Rough House, and they got signed to CBS Records. And, you know, they they were doing great on their own. They got signed, and everything just fell apart. And you know as well as I do, Jay, the music industry is littered with way more artists that have great music, that had a plan in front of them. But for whatever reason, the timing wasn't right. They weren't in the right place, yeah. wrong people, whatever it was, albums yeah. come out and albums just disappear in the blink of an eye. Sadly. Yeah. So, you know, in this day and age, meaning 2021, it's not 1981 anymore, people. You cannot expect any sort of success like you might see in a behind the music or if you were a kid growing up in the eighties, just not realistic. Yeah. And, and you're, I think you're hurting yourself and, and, and not doing yourself any justice by setting those types of goals for success. Yeah. Set reasonable goals. Look at your own baby situation, steps. Yeah. baby steps. You know, yep. maybe it's just, I want to release this music and I want to get 5,000 email addresses on my email list so that when I release an album a year from now, I can sell a couple hundred more than I did this time. Yeah. I had a friend of mine who was a touring musician that just said, I want to be able to go across the country in thousand room cap. You know, that's, that, that was his goal. That's not a lofty goal. Cause he was in, you know, he was doing fairly close to that, but he wanted to work really hard and work with the venues and advertise with them and promote. And, and that was his goal to be able to tour in a non COVID world and be able to go to these, these rooms and it was a reasonable goal for what his level was where he and i think was. that's the key yep. yeah yep that's the key look at where you are in your career um where you are ge geographically located all of this stuff set these realistic goals um and and if you can achieve it that's a you know you feel so good even if it's a small goal you feel good i beat it i did it i succeeded that's and then you move on to the next one success is not always defined by dollars and cents and and high numbers of likes and follows yeah. right you define your own success exactly exactly so you know the takeaway i would give everybody is sit down right now and ask yourself what are my goals for success right now write them down and you know maybe it's a short-term success a mid-term success and a long-term success where do you want to be in three months six months 12 months 
and see if you can realistically set something that you can obtain. I challenge everybody to do that. I mean, I, yeah. I do that with podcasts and everything else, but Absolutely. again, as I said earlier, I'm a big believer in, I'm not chasing, I don't want to be chasing somebody else's success. I want to chase my own. Yeah. And that way, when I've reached my level of success, now I can better it next time. So I'm competing with myself. I'm not competing with some major label. Who can compete with a major label who's got millions of dollars? Right. Yeah. Apples to chainsaws. You yep. can't do that. So compete with yourself. Succeed against yourself, not against yep. somebody else. Amen. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, just a quick shout out to Bruce and Hypebot and Thank Bands you, in Town. Thank you so much. And of course, discmakers.com. Thank you for your continued sponsorship uh, week after week. And uh, if you are watching or listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitch. We are everywhere you can listen to podcasts. <laughs> couldn't rattle off all the places there's you can't escape of, us yeah we're ev we're everywhere just search for the music biz weekly podcast you'll find us out there and uh you know to to the question that was posed to us just a bit earlier if you've got a success that you achieved let us know and we'll pass it along to the team at yeah. baby absolutely that's it everybody we'll see you next week